Record. All right. Go live. Go live. We're live. Oh, wait. Hold on. Where's the fucking intro? Swearing already. Is I think I heard that's bad for the uh, the algorithm on YouTube. Yeah, well, this will never be monetizable. Fuck. <laughs> oh. Brought to you by ChatTP. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna up it when I asked for um, the show titles. It so gave us a little script that I thought it would be a fun little act for us. But I'm just trying. Hello there. So pretty. comedy Yuck and fun time. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so yeah. I. The, the prompt that I that I put into Jet GPT was, uh, I mean, you have to learn how to how to talk to this thing. And so there's been many times I've been helping it with the uh, with the book writing. Whenever I need like a fake name for something, I'm like, give me the name for this kind of a thing. Right. Or just like I'll be like, this is the person's name. Give me a, some version of that. Um, so it's been helpful. Or like that's just a waste of time for me to sit down and try to think of a fake name for a city or a building or something. I mostly just use it to put John Spartan from Demolition Man into different franchises, mm-hmm. and it's been pretty good so far. What What does the output of that look like? Well, usually, uh, it'll be something that has absolutely nothing to do with Demolition Man. Like, say, if I were to put him in Unforgiven, but then they would take uh, Super Soldier. Uh, hero cop john spartan who has been frozen since 2499 will now be sent back to the past to solve the land dispute between Eastwood and yeah yeah stuff like that um have you you run into anything where it gives you the like hey i don't know i'm not supposed to talk about that stuff kind of answer yeah yeah (laughs) so every, every now and then i find a way around it like i'll i'll be like Hey, what's a what's a better way that I can insult this person for this reason? <laughs> and like, well, that's not very nice. Then I'll be like, it's a character, and I want to show what a piece of shit he is. And then it's like, okay, and sometimes a, a fun game you can play is try and get uh, ChatGTP to somehow type the N word. Yeah, um, um, I don't think he, I don't think it's accomplishable though. So so I put in uh, I'm looking for a funny and catchy podcast episode. I should have put title in there, but <laughs> okay, that that explains why it's given me the script because it's it thinks that I'm asking for a full episode. <laughs> uh, we will mostly be talking about my trip to Austin to watch stand up, perform stand up, and various other things. My co-host will also be talking about a recent experience where his girlfriend's stuff was stolen, and things were somewhat resolved. By uh, that's a spoiler, I guess. I don't know. I mean, chances are, if they're watching it, they know what happened. This thing blew the fuck so, up. So, as far as generating the episode, this 
this isn't I don't know what this is. This is not a good introduction to a segment. <laughs> it is because there are there are several like the way that it's laid out, there are multiple segments that are consecutive, but the, it all just seems to be different ways that we could introduce the whole show. Like you couldn't do all of them. Um so should we act uh, one out yeah can can you read the screen yep need to, yeah i can read the screen yeah, let's zoom in so i think i'm host one in the scenario so All this right. this is the introduction this is what's going to replace us eventually yeah well i figure like arif's not here so we need to we need to outsource his job to the robots <laughs> um uh so the introduction hey there podcast pals welcome back to for your podcast name I'll, well, let's let's just plug it in yeah let's, let's, let's fill give in it the a, make it authentic as hey there podcast pals welcome to four story walk up i'm john forward and i'm brian god so get ready for a roller coaster of emotions and hilarious anecdotes today pretty good so far yeah. i mean uh nobody's tuned out so so uh our first segment is called uh keep austin laughing um so folks you won't believe the wild ride I had in Austin. Picture this, a stand-up comedy adventure in the land of barbecue and cowboy boots. I hit the stage, faced some hecklers, and, well, let's just say, Austin's laughter echoes in my ears. Oh, I, I, I know you didn't write it, but I somehow hate you. Oh, but you weren't the only one with a story to tell. Listeners. I've got a tale that will have you scratching your heads and laughing at the absurdity of my life. My girlfriend's stuff got swiped, but we turned it into real-life detective CSI style thanks to the magic of social media. That's, that sounds like a good introduction to actual segments, but we move on to segment number two, Comedy Capital Chronicles. Austin was like a playground for comedy enthusiasts. I'll share my epic quest for the perfect Texan punchline. Trust me, folks, trying to make cowboys laugh isn't as easy as you'd think. Well, John was chasing laughs. I was chasing down thieves on the digital highway. I'll regale you with how my team and I turned Instagram into our own detective board, piecing together clues like Sherlock Holmes. What is a detective board? <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume it's just like that big white board with like all yeah, the red. Okay. okay. Like, all right. Like that I'm putting, sense. like I'm taking like pictures of crackheads and like putting them up on like a hierarchy or something. All right. I, I, I'm sorry, chat GPT. So anyway, end of segment two. We're moving on to segment three. Texan triumphs and tracking thieves. Y'all won't want to miss my showdown with a mechanical bull. Spoiler alert, the bull won. But the audience's laughter made it a victory for me. And now, dear listeners, let's dive into the social media sleuthing saga. Imagine scrolling through photos, matching timestamps, and uncovering the culprit, all while avoiding liking a photo from three years ago by mistake. You know what's what's, <laughs> what's dumb about this, like, aside from everything? You're having, like, different adventures. Like, there's different stories. Meanwhile, I'm just, like, bringing up the same shit every time. <laughs> I, like, the, I, I read the whole prompt. I just said I went to... 
Austin and saw comedy and did comedy and other things. They've just made up this uh, mechanical. I did not get on a mechanical bull when I was in Texas. Well, I'm, I'm very disappointed. The last time I was in a room with a mechanical bull, I really wanted to get on, but I thought for sure it would throw out my back. <laughs> Whether I stay on it or fall off, my lower back is going to be in bad shape. How old were you at the time? Uh, it was last summer. <laughs> It was my first gay wedding, and it was <laughs> cowboy themed. They got a mechanical bull. It was it was at a like a campground that was like old west themed. So there there was a mechanical bull. Um, what else was there that was western? Like I forget. I don't know. There was some other stuff, but there was a mechanical bull. Did you dress up all western like or no, no? Just wore a nice shirt and pants, <laughs> like one of them city folk. Yep. Um. So we've got one. I think we'll save the outro. We'll have to remember to do it when we actually finish the show. But right. uh, the fourth segment, I mean, we've we've burned, we've covered those first three for sure. Yeah, I've definitely brought up the same thing three times so far. But fi- we're going to bring it all down with giggles, gadgets, and gumshoes. <laughs> we'll round up this episode. like, And it's still, it's introducing it as if it is the fourth segment. like, Because it, it is just repeating setup but it's referencing previous ones what if we did a whole podcast like this just well, setups for the well it thing. would be 11 and a half minutes long because we're nearing the end of it. <laughs> um we'll round up this episode with some of the quirkiest moments from our trip from trying to fit into cowboy boots to getting lost on the way to the comedy club there's never a dull moment and as we bid farewell I'll share my tips on turning social media stalking into a marketable skill. Maybe a side gig for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or am I? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why'd so, they go, like, take a hard right turn into... I don't know. It's given you more jokes than me. You usually had a little zinger on, like, the f- liking a photo from three years ago by mistake. That counts yeah, as a joke. That's a little bit of a joke. I that- don't think there was any jokes in mine. That last one though, that's just like that, that. That's just terrifying. Although maybe ChatGBT just like no, he's host number one is all setups, and the second guy actually has punchlines. They must know. <laughs> so, uh, so we let's get into it. I, I think the Austin thing will probably take a while. So why don't you why don't you start with uh, with with your saga? It's fresh in your mind. Yeah, it's, let's, let's set it up for anybody that hasn't been uh, following diligently online. It, it's been a fucking week, man. It's uh, on Saturday. Uh, I dropped Rachel off at work and I got a text around 11 o'clock saying somebody fucking came in and stole my bag. So I go in to, to see her and she's you know obviously a wreck. She's never really had anything stolen. So did somebody see somebody like barge in and grab something and take off? No, that's the fucked up thing about it. Cause like she was in like, I, I don't know if you've ever been in that suite, but there, I haven't gotten my nails did lately. <laughs> You're about due. Uh, but I've uh, only been, it's in the, it's the restaurants downstairs. That's the only part I've been into. Yeah. And it's like on the, on the second floor, which is weird enough, but like, when you go into it, you come off the elevator, and uh, there's three rooms in the suite uh, that are sort of sectioned off from the main part. There's a desk in the middle. Uh, her room is uh, off to the far right, the first one. Then there's an acupuncturist, and then there's uh, someone that does, like, sewing at the end. 
and uh, she had her stuff, not even thinking about it, because, like, why would you? You're on the second floor of a building. Uh, she had her stuff, like, in the chair uh, behind the desk. And this guy, and she wasn't in a position to see him uh, him or her either, because, like, her desk is not facing or they. the window. Or they, yeah. I can't really count that. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they just came in, swiped it, went out. Nobody saw who it was. Nobody saw anything. Her client got up to leave. She went out to... Is, is that business meant for, like, that you can just walk in? It seems like something it would be. There would be, like, a front desk person to I'd, buzz people in. I don't I, know. I mean, there's a front desk, but nobody's hired for, like, a secretary or anything like that. There's no intercom system or anything like that which like i have my own beef with like i, I almost think that do you think i could get a job as the muscle front? <laughs> i'll be the customer service girl and the bouncer yeah and i mean i, I guess i could see that you're you're a real street tough uh-huh real intimidating guy but uh yeah no uh, somebody came in grabbed her shit she was uh, a complete mess uh so i went came in i picked her up it's uh, like just having something like that. It's like uh, beyond the actual stuff. It just, I don't know when it, when I had, I mean, I, I felt less bad when I had my bag stolen out of my, uh, my car that I told you about it on a Leary show. Cause I like I left the door open. It was kind of my own fault. It was like a pipe and a bullhorn. Was yeah. It? But like, yeah. you know, my, my paraphernalia, which I mean, when I, when I, whenever I, whenever I lose or break, a glass weed pipe. The silver lining is that I get to buy a new one. So, <laughs> there, there, but you know, I, I gave up on my uh, tobacco pipe smoking habit after that. I just I didn't bother buying a new one. It's kind of an inconvenient thing because yeah. like it takes so long for me to get through. Like that whole pouch of tobacco would be like months and months because I'm not like. I'm not regularly smoking it, so by the end of it, it gets all dried out, and it's just, <laughs> I had the pipe, and it's, and it fucking, it's, the pipe itself just smells like ass. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I did look distinguished while I was doing it. <laughs> well, that, that sounds like a real hell, John. But, like, I still remember, we talked about it on the podcast when I just got up in the morning and saw that my shed door had just been forced open and my bike was gone and there was little bike tracks in the fucking wet grass leading away from my shed. I was, that was, uh, that was a sad day for yeah. going forward. Like, it, it, it feels violating, especially, and she's never had that happen to her before, so was especially so and like she lost uh well eventually got it back but we'll, we'll get there but she lost a bag that she loved like a limited edition bag she lost mm. 500 dollars in cash pair of headphones weed paraphernalia as well because she had uh so you, you like didn't get gun. to pick up that kilo after work <laughs> <laughs> nah sadly no but uh yeah no it, she, she was I just, what's with the is is it a cash business? Is it like what? That's a lot of money to be walking around with. It, it's both cash and e transfers. Uh, they don't have like Interact or Square or anything like that. So it's uh, like, and usually she doesn't carry that much cash with her. Like if she hasn't been to the bank for a while, she might. Yeah. But normally, you know that that shit gets deposited right away. Yeah. I've heard I've heard comedians talk on podcasts about like having like a dicey show where they get into it with somebody and then like they're leaving and kind of everybody there knows that they're being paid in cash and just having to walk out to their car. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah, hopefully never in a position like that. But. Yeah, that's that's why we're going to keep it low level and never make enough money that somebody would want to steal. Yeah, that, yeah, that's uh, the exact reason why you don't have a full career in comedy, John. Yeah, <laughs> that's the. I mean, they they came with the sacks of cash, but we were like, that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Like, I'll just pay what you can. Mm. Just you know, five dollars. Hey, donation bucket. I'll take a little something from the bar for my efforts, but. Honestly, I'm surprised the hat hasn't gotten stolen yet. Did one time. Oh yeah. Our, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Our uh, our our friend had a bit of a mental breakdown and uh, disappeared off with it. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. That was that was a weird night. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I, I uh, drove her home. I called her on the pawn shops. Learned that uh, beats invites someone won't even talk to you with a police report. Had no idea, but. And then I decided to take it upon well, myself. Well, that's like, imagine how many times some just they get phone calls that this person that like, because they, you can't, even if it's true, you can't just be like, oh, well, somebody said that they had this thing stolen from them. And like, I mean, yeah. without, without the, the police report is like screening your phone calls, I guess, of, of that kind of thing. And, and that's, a, that's a fair point. That's also the same explanation for why the cops were not as useful. Because, like, anyone can point to someone and say, that's mine, they took it. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, like, with, with my bike, there's a police report, and, like, I have a serial number for it that, luckily, I could just call the bike shop and get that, so... Right. I mean, I assume bike thieves are just shaving off that little sticker immediately. I don't know why you wouldn't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think the. I don't think the serial number is like stamped into the metal or anything. I think it's just a sticker. You know, I'm not sure. I I know, like even it's one of those like like solid kind of sort of metal stickers, but I still be removed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like uh, with with the bag, like I'm getting a little ahead of things, but when we got a bag, she had a. uh, like a resin R that's a, a friend of hers made her that was on the bag. Uh, they removed the R. So they were smart enough to do that. So there's no identifying markings. The keychain was still there, but yeah, I once, um, when I was a kid and I used to go to the, uh, the boys and girls club, um, I used to wear uh, sp- like sports clothing just to be cool. I was never like into it, but right. I had, I had like a, sh- like a fancy like Chicago bulls hat and uh, somebody at the Boys and Girls Club just took it and was wearing it around. And, like, it was, like, a limited... It was, like, number whatever of of whatever, like, stitched onto it. I didn't yeah. remember what the number was. But, like, I, <laughs> the way I identified it was because uh, it had blood stains all on the inside of it because one time I had a nosebleed and took the hat off and, like, <laughs> held it down in front of me. So cool. it was, like, all blood stained on the inside. And, like, that wasn't... Uh, even then, like they were like, "This is my hat," and I'm like, "There's a bunch of blood in there," and it goes from when I had a nosebleed, and the girl who stole it was like, "No, it was the time I got hit in the head with a license plate." <laughs> <laughs> but they eventually gave it back to me because they just assumed that it was mine because I, I was like every. 20 minutes like hey can i have my hat back now did you get to the bottom of this and the other person never followed up so they assumed it was mine i had a similar incident that didn't have as happy an ending uh or beginning because it was a uh, pleather green fubu hat that i once owned oh brian <laughs> that's only the second most every part of that hat. is wrong 
green. <laughs> Actually, that that might be the more embarrassing hat. I don't know if that's more embarrassing than the red Yankees hat or not. Did you wear it on St. Patrick's Day? I don't think I got to. St. Black Tricks Day? <laughs> For us, bias. Uh, I uh, took it to the community pool and left it on a bench, and somebody helped themselves out to it. And I think I even remember calling the brother of a friend and asking if they could find them and beat them up. Uh, leaving stuff at the pool, that's that's on you, Brian. Oh, yeah. No, I, I practically asked to have that stolen. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, yeah, like, on the second floor of an office building, you wouldn't think that would happen. Even though it's an office building that is, like, at the heart of Crackhead Central, like, the Max is next to it, Union Station's across the street. Uh, there's a bunch of, like, tweakers that sit on the fucking flower basket out front. Yeah. Like, it's... It's not a good area, and it's it's getting worse. But, uh, yeah, like, I took her home. I decided to take it upon myself to try and find something to see if I could find her ID or her keys or something because I knew the money would be gone. I figured the beats would probably be sold. And when I went, uh, when I went back in, I started at the building. I went to the parking lot out back, and I found in the corner uh, the lunch bag that she had packed in it with the lunch that I packed for her still intact. You ate it on the spot. I'm, I mean, I was more offended that they <laughs> didn't eat it. Like that pasta was really good. And I also found weirdly, cause there used to be uh, a box, you know, those boxes were like mad. will sell like candy bars for like two bucks a pop. Yeah. Uh, there's, there was an empty box next to it out there, which I didn't empty. I, I want to put that out there right now. That wasn't me. I'm not the candy thief. Uh, that's that wasn't that. That's something that you would find on the front desk. So that might not have been the person's only stop. They might have just grabbed that, and because you you just I uh, at the office that I used to work at, somebody dropped it. Well, I don't think it was for Matt. It was for something else. But like they just drop off like a box, and you just. People put money in the little cardboard thing in the middle, and right. then a couple of months later, they come and collect it. So that might have just been full of small change and I'm actually, $5 bills. I'm actually waiting to hear what the mad people have to think about that, because I'm not even sure if they know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're expecting... Like I, w- I wonder what the turnaround rate on those things is, because my office didn't get a lot of foot traffic, so like right. it was just the two of us that worked in the office every now and then we would have a $5 chocolate bar. <laughs> um, yeah, but, just a shot uh, in the dark really. But. but I don't like, cause when he first dropped it off, I was like, cause I was the manager. It was kind of up to me and I was like, right. Well, I mean, am I responsible for this? Like I was thinking like, like it was like a drug deal where I had to like, buy the stock like ahead of time and then we well, like like it worked like uh sensi or something yeah, like that like yeah, a pyramid scheme yeah i don't know so he's like <laughs> no i just drop it off because in like in my head i was running through the scenarios like all these people that work for me that come through like i don't know if i trust them with these chocolate bars um <laughs> somebody just grab it without paying i don't know like I was just worried that he would come back in a month and like count up what was left and count in the money and like if there was a discrepancy, like that was on the hook for it. You know they actually do that because there's a couple of times where like Rachel or someone would take a candy bar with the like understanding that they would just give them the money when they saw them, and they would come and they would ask him about it and they'd be like, "Yeah, here, here you go." 
This guy, I don't think so. I think they just were happy to get whatever. They they made the investment of the pile of candy, and they were happy to get whatever return they could. Um, I'm sure the uh, the mad people might not feel quite as violated then. As, well, uh, they're they're mad. <laughs> they they are quite angry. But, yeah, uh, yeah, this was. Um, there, never mind. I was going to try to make some kind of reference that was a less aggressive version of mad, but like mad isn't actually in the acronym. So yeah, I I don't know what a a funny acronym uh, for not mad would be. Dads against drunk driving. <laughs> Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of like a joke that had something to do with New Balance there, but no, Chat GPT. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I found the lunch bag. Uh, there was a drunk out front that I asked if he had seen someone the backpack. Uh, he told me he would keep an eye out and. Actually, I came across him later in the day because, like, then I decided I was going to look through all the alleyways in on Union Street and in Waterloo. I the only thing I managed to find was a human piece of shit. Nice. Uh, behind Wait, a, a, a piece of shit that came out of a human or a human piece of shit? A, a piece of shit that came out of okay. a human. Well, I found lots of human pieces <laughs> of shit, too. Uh, but, like, I was, I was looking... When I, when I had my bag stolen, I think I did a search, like around that block around that parking lot and just like through the bushes there yeah you just look through the bushes the trash uh whatever you can because you know the idea is they're probably going to ditch the bag yeah uh but uh behind a garbage can in the alleyway out behind uh tops uh yeah just sitting there just like a long curly log nice (laughs) (laughs) so i found a hobo toilet uh, so I did that. Uh, I had somebody tell me that I needed permission to be there because I was on uh, Oblox turf. So there's what turf? There, there's a there's a Oblox. F- yeah, there. You know how like people are spray. Did painting? you stumble into a prison? I think I stumbled into like a fake gang. Okay. Because there's you you know how like all these doors uptown that like people are spray painting Oblox. I haven't seen that, but I'll take your word for it. Well, uh, I I think they... I don't spend a lot of time in the poor areas. <laughs> <laughs> don't mingle with the human trash. No, the human pieces of shit. But uh, it was uh, one building in particular in one of the back lots that I didn't. I was going to look through the garbage because I was looking through garbage cans as well, and I didn't realize that it had like a bunch of Oblock tags on it. And someone's like, "Hey." You don't have permission to be here. You need permission to be on Oblock turf. And he fucking basically like sent me a I wasn't going to argue with him. Well, even in the the myth, the gangster etiquette, isn't that just for other gang members? I don't, are, are like the Crips bothering just normal people that are walking through Crip territory? I would think if it was a real gang, but they're like, a, they're, as far as I could tell, a pretend gang. Like it's just a bunch of fucking... Like, like white kids that dress like black kids that are just fucking well, gangsters in the eye like, of the beholder, in the yeah. gat of the beholder. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a real gang called Oblock. Mm. Uh, it's in Chicago, though. It's based on a specific area. Uh, I guess it's like an area that Michelle Obama lived in. Whether is she's affiliated, called, is that why it's called Oblock? <laughs> uh, maybe she's affiliated, and we just don't know. Mm-hmm. She's got the arms for it. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I got hassled there. I, I sat out, you know, the uh, the line for free food on Waterloo. Yeah. 
I sat and fucking like mean mugged them for a bit, <laughs> thinking that they might show up. My barber suggested that someone might show up with uh, the stuff there, so I sat there and watched that for about forty five minutes. Well, they left the food behind, so you know they weren't that hungry. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, and yeah, I got proposition. No, I didn't get proposition by a hooker. Uh, a hooker sat next to me while I was sitting out in front of the Tim Hortons and she asked if I had any friends that were looking for a good time. Oh, that's a good subversion of it. It gets, it's a little, I, I feel like that's a softer landing. It's less abrupt. Oh, so like I would be like, Oh no, but I am. Yeah. I feel like I've never been propositioned like that. Or, well, one time I think I was walking down the street in Montreal and, like, a hooker, as she was passing by, was just like, blowjobs, $50, and just without even breaking pace. (laughs) (laughs) Just slightly whispering it? Yeah. Uh, But I I feel like, uh, yeah, just, hey, do you want a hooker is a little bit, I'd be like, no. But if it's like, hey, I'm a hooker and I'm just looking for customers, do you know anybody? That's a little bit, that's an easier sell. Then I'm like, well, I mean, don't want this lady to go home without finding work. I want to support the arts. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see a hook, you know, like those guys with like the twirly signs for like a Mm -hmm. bank or something like that. I would love to see a hooker that took that up as advertising. Should just walk around uptown and be like, "Hey, if if you know anybody that wants to go to a comedy show, <laughs> <laughs> just barking." I'll just have flyers inside of a uh, trench coat that I can flash people. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's putting up flyers on telephone poles that says, "I will suck your dick for thirty dollars." I will suck somebody's dick, <laughs> not your. <laughs> will Will it be you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just have like the silhouette but like this dick could be yours in my <laughs> mouth <laughs> i'm sure uptown st john incorporated will love that mm-hmm. but uh yeah no that was uh that was my uh adventures on saturday uh eventually gave up went home and uh a couple days later uh got a uh call from uh our co-host arf who happened to see someone with the bag and uh, he took a picture and sent it to us and said she was on uh, Sydney street. So I decided being the, uh, you know, the street tough that I am that I would go down there and I would case the joint mm-hmm. and I would try and find her and call- reported to the police. So I put on my blue Crocs and my, <laughs> my in uh, battle mode, I assume. Oh yeah, no, I, yeah. absolutely. They were in sport mode. Mm-hmm. You never know when you're going to have to try to run. Yeah. And uh, went down and sat basically across from the Chipman Hill Estates for a bit because I saw her walking with her dog. Called the cops. They uh, At first, they were like, who are you? And I'm like, oh. You know, 911, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh, they said they would send someone down there. And I sat out there probably for like an hour and a half. I posted the picture on the internet, which... That thing got way bigger than I thought it would. People love that shit. People love sharing it and seeing it. Everybody wants to be in on the sting operation. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like, uh, it, it was surprising. Like, when we um, we did eventually, like, set a meet with her. And when we went there, we went last night. And uh, the guy at the corner grocery on Princess, uh, we explained to him so he wouldn't be weirded out why we were just walking around his store while we were there. And he goes, oh, my God, my partner showed me that post. Yeah. And then he was like, he was practically getting popcorn. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm I'm still like it wasn't a great picture. It was from behind. Right. So I'm surprised somebody came through on the internet and identified the person, and so then we we knew her name. We had her profile. Yeah. All three of them. Uh, yeah, she had like 16 different Facebook accounts. Did you run down any mutual friends? Uh, mostly Rachel, actually. Uh, she had a few people that were actually there, trying There was to... a No Jokes Barred comedian on, on the list for one of those. Oh, there was? Yeah. I'll have to go back through that. But uh, yeah, no, I uh, got a bunch of messages. I guess she got a bunch of messages. And then shit just went completely fucking bananas from there. Because like... People were reaching out to her, telling her that she needs to fuck off and give us the thing, uh, as they should. Yeah, uh, but then that that part. Uh, but then I also got a uh, message from a friend of mine, uh, who apparently knew that her boyfriend was going to be served an eviction notice, and that's when it was starting to get real weird. That's that's a that's a few extra steps. On, yeah, and the degrees of separation there. Yeah, like uh, that 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 was when uh, and to be fair like he was also on the lookout for everything there but like basically the whole fucking community came together for this thing. Yeah, so like you so said you, everyone you, loves it. You found out that at least according to the story, she's not actually the one that took it. Well, that that's the story that she gave and I believe allegedly. Her. Yeah. Cuz uh we met her when we met her yesterday and she did show up. Uh she was rambling kind of incoherently for the most of it. Like you could tell that she, you know, not all there, uh, felt kind of bad for her actually, as a matter of fact. But, um, like she said that she was at the max and she bought it off someone for $25, which I 100% believe. And cause that fits in with my theory anyway, is they, uh, got rid of all the stuff that they didn't think was worth anything at all. Probably went to the max immediately, got rid of the backpack and maybe the headphones. And then uh, somebody found Rachel's uh, debit card out by uh, Beaver Pond in the Loyalist uh, burial ground. Mm -hmm. So I figure they probably went there. Then that's when they went through the purse and then they went back to like their tent city. You, was there any charges? Because like with tap now, you can just. Boop. Oh, she uh, she got on that, I think, quick enough. Okay. And uh, I also went into, because I was uh, on Waterloo to get a haircut anyway, I went into Sunray because I figured that'd be the first place. Like, they would try and buy a prepaid visa or something. And I asked the guy, and he's like, no, I, I would know if I saw that bag. Yeah. Then again, they might not have had the bag, too. But in any case, uh, we got to it before they could do that, at the very least. Yeah, because, like, I don't know. I, I'm i I'm torn on the, uh, I, th I think, uh, you know, to... RF is the the moral compass of the group. He was he was the 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 most like yeah maybe let's not drag this lady's name through the mud. And and he's right. Like at at the end. Well, at first, I mean, it's more complicated that she didn't steal it directly. Right. If she was the one that actually stole your bag, fuck that bitch. Put her all over the internet. I have right. no sympathy. Whether whether it's for whatever hard up reason, whatever, she's still fucked with you for no good reason yeah, and and i had i had to get there rachel like, deserved to own her own bag more than this lady did yeah 100 percent. and but i mean if you're buying something from the max you know that it came from somewhere but i could see myself if i was in a bar and somebody had something cool that i wanted and it was like 25 bucks i'd probably buy it now the minute 
that I found out that I got caught and people were sharing my picture all over Facebook, I would be like, whoa, 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 sorry, you can have it back. That's that's what I would do. I, th- I think she did get there eventually because it seemed like, uh, according to... I, I wouldn't feel bad about the theoretical person who this may have come from. Right. But as soon as it becomes real, then I'll, I'll become a human being again. Well, well, according to the mutuals who, like... Because this didn't just get to her. This got to her sister. This got to her mom. Uh, and uh, basically, the, the thing that she was the most angry about was the fact that she was being labeled as a thief. And I think that's where I believe her... Because now, when you first said that, I was like, "Oh, the thief doesn't want to be called a thief." <laughs> I was like that too at first, but like uh, after having interacted with her yesterday, uh, she uh, it seems like that kind of person. If they actually did the stealing, they wouldn't be as pissed off as being uh, for being called a thief either. Yeah, I know, but I don't know if you if you hadn't have posted the picture, if RF hadn't have been out there in the street with his elbows out. <laughs> Picture. with a fucking ipad or whatever like he flipped out he fl- he's got like it's one of those bookcase ones so it's hanging <laughs> down <laughs> yeah fuck but we wouldn't have we wouldn't have found her and i mean if you're buying stolen shit you're rolling the dice that you're at least going to be shamed for it right if i was buying something stolen i would that would be part of the calculus Right, exactly. It, well, I figure if you or I bought something like that at the max, we wouldn't be using it immediately. We would probably put it away for a while. Yeah. Yeah, like... It, like a week, at least. Yeah, yeah, like she started using it like that day, as far as I could tell. I mean, she might have just been stupid. And like, oh, this toothless gentleman at the max has this fancy bag that he's <laughs> selling. No, I mean, I mean that's very possible. Like she's obviously in a pretty rough spot. Uh, I know a little bit about her. I won't get into it too much because, like, it's not my story to tell. But like, uh, there's someone that she's associated with that. Uh, when I learn more about, uh, like, I, I kind of get it. Like when you sent the me- well, first off, the other day you'd sent us a message. I think the last thing I heard from you, we were talking about how you know you were getting all riled up and getting into the comments and going back and forth, and you were going to take a break and watch a movie. And then a couple hours later, I get a n- notification like we're meeting up. I'm like, oh, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, if she didn't, if at she what didn't... at what point? Like that was that was the first night that fell through. Right. So. So did you decide, all right, I'm taking a break. Let me just send this person a message. Is that, is that the the timeline? It, it was actually Rachel that reached out to her. Okay. Uh, she decided to just try and see what would happen, especially where, like, my friend uh, who was uh, at her boyfriend's apartment saw her arrive with a different backpack. So we assumed that maybe she, like, sold it or got rid of it. So she, I, I assume that's, I never asked her why she did, but she reached out, said like, Hey, I think you have my backpack. I don't think you actually stole it, but I'd like it back. And then she got back to her and uh, said, yeah, no, let's meet up. And like, if, if it was anything other than that, I, I would have ignored Facebook. When, I was when I got Facebook. the message saying, Hey, I'm going to go meet up with her at corner grocery. I just, I didn't respond. Cause I, I don't know. My instinct was Brian, just leave it alone. <laughs> Cause it to, and also at that point, I thought that you were still going to be paying her the original one hundred dollar reward. 
And I'm like, I mean, and you had said something about how you don't feel great about having to, you know, have this person profit off stealing your, your thing. Right. And like may found it like for a bit more than that, it was replaceable. So in my head, I'm like, you're going to put yourself in this situation to save yourself $25 on eBay <laughs> and give this person $100 for a bag that she's no longer wearing out of shame. Well, it was also a lot more dire and uh, like if we had met her that night, like it probably wouldn't have been. But in my head, like I was trying to reach out to people to go with me as backup, thinking that I was just getting set up to get jumped. It turned out to be not that at all. Like she just. Well, I know, but if you if you were if that was the situation, the crew that you had assembled, I don't think was gonna. (laughs) Kive and uh, John, (laughs) Uh, the C team. Yeah. So that's. I mean, part of me was like, uh, I. I want to tell Brian to just drop it, but he's not going to listen to me. So I don't want to just. We don't, I don't want to get into an argument because you're 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 riled up and your mind was set, right? But I also was like, if I find out that Brian got stabbed tonight and I didn't try to stop him, I'd feel really bad. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that, and it, it it was stupid enough the other night that I went out to like try and fucking stake her out too. Yeah, well, I I had a brief moment. I wasn't gonna tell anybody. I was just going to go hang out at the Max. I was just going to blend in on an undercover mission. <laughs> and if I saw that bag sitting on the ground, I was going to grab it and run. Uh, shit, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I, although, like, but, I, but but by that time, it you'd already told me that, you know, she was seen not with the bag, so she's gotten wise to the situation. So she probably wouldn't. She'd be more careful with it. Also, if I would have gone to the max that night, I would have definitely got stabbed. I was wearing blue Crocs. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you wouldn't have been the only. Maybe not blue. But <laughs> if they weren't giant tiger brand, you might have stand out. You might have stood out. Yeah, they're they're the fancy. Rachel got them for me from Journey's Crocs, mm-hmm. and they're comfortable too. God damn it. Yeah. So then, and then when it turned out, so what happened the first night where she didn't show up, or like, did you go there to meet her at nine o'clock, or were you waiting for a message to say like, hey, let's do this? We were waiting for a message, and she didn't get back to us. I assume like maybe she like it was it got laid, she was drunk, or uh, also I assumed later on because all those posts that I had on Facebook, her sister uh, posted on them pretty much out of nowhere with a of. A, a screenshot of the message that Rachel sent her saying you need to take this down. So I thought maybe like she wasn't communicating with us cause I still had the posts up. Mm. So I took those down and then she got back to us uh, in the morning. So that might've been it. Yeah. And like, again, I tried to stay out of it cause I didn't want to argue about it, but I was going to be like, Oh, she fucking flaked on you last night. Then you, you better knock at least 50 bucks off of that, uh, that bounty. I mean, technically but, we did. She only got $50. Yeah, I know. Well, you told me that, and I'm yeah. like, all right, well, <laughs> it's not as satisfying as Brian knocking the price down as a punishment, but it 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 felt slightly better that you weren't giving her the full $100. Well, there was at least one person that messaged me being like, you guys got scammed. You should have beat the shit out of her. And I'm like, first of all, do you know me? <laughs> Second of all, like, if say I did that, and that's bad enough as it is, just beating up a, on a poor, like, drug addict woman. Like, I'm going to have the fucking streets on me from there you on You contacted her through your Facebook profile where you regularly advertise where you were going to be. 
movie publicly. <laughs> like so. a punchline's tomorrow night at eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So so that was another factor. Like Brian, these people can find you if they want to. If this goes badly, I don't know. Uh, so I'm I'm glad it worked out. There's still she never got her headphones, and the cash is long gone. But yeah, how, we, how's how's Rachel feeling about the situation? Much better. Good. She yeah, uh, uh, she got it back. the The bag uh, expectedly smelled like an asshole. Uh, what do you think was in there? Well, there was at least a uh, a piece of lipstick because oh, there wait, was lipstick. John, John Nesbitt says that he's on the A team, not the C team. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. Uh, I didn't mean you. I, I think me and Arif were the A team, and we just did not participate. <laughs> <laughs> well, Arif had his kid, and uh, I figured May probably would have demanded that you not go. Uh, actually, she <laughs> did. Uh, let me let me find the. And text she's right to do it, by the way. So uh, yeah, I'm not. We, I'm not saying May shouldn't have done that by any stretch. I shouldn't have gone. Or no, this was. Uh, I think I said something f- funny. So well, hang on. No, I, I even asked uh, Ryan Whitaker if he would uh, come with me that night, and he's like, "I'm in Fredericton." <laughs> oh, uh, she said, "You're not backing him up, and you can blame me. That's a ridiculous idea." <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, and uh, I responded, I don't need you to forbid me from picking a fight with a meth head to save Rachel's book bag. <laughs> <laughs> Although, funnily enough, uh, knowing how May felt about it, just she didn't say anything, but just knowing, uh, that's why I didn't ask you. I, I don't know what it would take <laughs> for me to be part of a posse. I'm not saying there's no circumstance. I think someone had, would probably have to be murdered and the cops are not doing anything about it. I, I mean, I told May I would not even be doing this to save her book bag. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Like, if it was my book bag, I would probably go to the max and try to snatch it. But <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it's been resolved. There's been no uh, no further. No, uh, it's, uh, we haven't had any communication from her. Rachel put the bag in the bathtub three times until what do you think the was water wasn't black. What do you think was in uh, diapers well, like, I, it smelled literally like shit well not like literal shit it just smelled really bad there was uh there was some kind of dirt all through it there was a, a lipstick stain on the inside like lip of it she she had a sexy night with that bag <laughs> <laughs> i imagine it just probably saw a bunch of meth clouds or something but hmm. or the inside of like one of those uh burned out fucking abandoned buildings the city will fight to the death to protect from irving yeah. All right. Well, shall we uh, transition into to Austin? We're forty eight minutes in. Yeah, we transform. Can, we can transition into Austin. Uh, how so, was uh, how like, was the trip? It was it was it was fun. I don't think we need to go through all of the beats in my vacation photos, but uh, the comedy relevant stuff. I guess the big thing, like day day one, I arrived and like I had to I I my flew out of here at like. 5 30 a.m i think it closed and i've been to the saint john airport before it's pretty small you don't need to show up like two hours before your flight so i wasn't right. like i think i set my alarm for like 3 30 a.m and i got up and had breakfast and got dressed and went i was like i was taking my time a little bit may apparently was like are you really eating your fucking toast that slow <laughs> <But>. <laughs> what uh what spurned you to to go to austin was it just 
like were you there for a specific reason or did you just want to go I've, I've been just hearing about the comedy stuff in austin for a couple of years and i wanted to see the the rogan club and right. just wanted to i had this i had the summer off so i wanted to go do something fun so i think you were down there the same time rob Pugh was as well Actually, I saw I saw him. I don't know him, so I didn't say anything. I saw him right. in line for one of the mothership open mics for the sign up thing. Right? Yeah. Or saw, was he was he doing shows? Well, I saw him posting that he couldn't get in, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I did. I thought that I saw him in line. He, I, I don't think I've ever formally met him, so I didn't say anything. Right. Yeah. But uh, that's that's the other thing that's like. So so anyway, I, I flew. Um, I got there in plenty of time to catch my flight. I was actually three minutes late for the cutoff for checking your bag, which I didn't know that there was a separate cutoff. They, it went through. It was fine, but oh, they made an exception. Yeah, that that could have been an issue. Um, and uh, anyway, so I, I figured that out like in the car on the way there. I didn't bother saying anything to May because I didn't want her to get into "I told you so" mode. <laughs> the, the damage was done. <laughs> Um, so I, I got on there, so it was just, uh, a long day of flying. I think the trip, I think it might've taken like eight and a half hours or something. I had to fly from here to Toronto and then Toronto to Austin. The way back was worse cause I had like an extra piece. I had to go from Austin to Houston and then Toronto and then St. John. Yeah. That uh, there wasn't a big layover in between any of them though. So it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as it could have been, but so I've been up since 3.30 a.m. our time, and there are two time zones further up. So uh, my day got even that much longer, and I showed up. Uh, Stubbs Barbecue, which sounded familiar from the barbecue sauce at the grocery store, uh, was <laughs> like a block away from the hotel. So I tried that out, and it was pretty good, but it didn't like blow me away was that the place that you had to wait two hours to get into no that was franklin's barbecue that's the more famous one that newber driver told me about that yeah. one that one gets lined up like every day for, right um, yeah i was outside but like it's just i wasn't quite prepared for the the overwhelming heat of the place like i've been to vegas and i've been to florida but those were both in like october right both times so I've never been in the hot place at the hot time before. So like it was most of the time it was 40 degrees Celsius, give or take like a degree. <sighs> like even at night, like on my way back to the hotel room, it's dark. It's like a midnight. It's It gets down to like 36. Right. Um even yeah, but I, I guess it was it was hot even for Austin. A lot of the the local people were bitching about the heat too. So <laughs> It was a particularly bad time. I got used to it. It wasn't like, it wasn't swampy. It was kind of like a dry heat, right? Yeah. So like the worst thing, like even uh, sometimes I've gone to, I bring baby powder with me when I travel now, just so I can powder up like my ball sack Mm -hmm. because um, like even walking around Montreal, like May and I went to, to Montreal like 10 years ago, I think, and just walking around, it's not even that, it's hotter than here, but not 40 degrees hot but just walking around it just gets all chafed and swampy down there i think toronto gets pretty close but that's like all fucking concrete (laughs) yeah i haven't um but austin like i I was sweating but it wasn't it was just felt like it was just pouring out of my armpits it wasn't like i don't know my balls were okay no titty sweat 
No, I don't have an under boob. I haven't gotten fat enough for it to. I don't have a seam. Yeah, that's so, a me problem. Yeah, um, but like every shirt that I wore outside, like soaked through. If I'm wearing a backpack, you can see like the outline of it. Um, and but it, it's like windy too. Like it's just as windy as like a windy day walking around uptown, but also forty degrees. So it feels like you're just walking into a hairdryer. And uh, but. I mean, I got used to it. I would rather be too hot than too cold. So, I mean, like, I wasn't like, oh, God. I would make sure that I had, like, water with me when I was walking around. Right. It wasn't like, I don't know. It. I could I could feel that it was very hot, but I. it wasn't, like, it wasn't oppressive. Yeah, like, you, you weren't, uh, like, having a hard time getting around or anything no. like that. No, and, uh, yeah, so I, I got, like, I was starving, so, like, I really wanted to take a nap when I got back to the hotel room, but I'm like, oh, I'm so hungry, so I, I went and got, and Stubbs Barbecue was there, it was, it was fine, right. uh, and then uh, I think I might have taken a nap, but then, I think I landed at, like, 3 or 3.30, I don't remember, I'm getting my times mixed up, I didn't have a lot of time before I had to go, like, I had to... I had to research online for like how to sign up for the 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 mother the com- Joe Rogan's comedy mothership has open mics every Sunday and Monday. Okay. Um. So the the sign up sheet goes out at like five thirty, and then at like six fifteen they post the list of they just pick randomly sixteen names. So are you list. like physically signing a sheet yes. or are you? Okay. Yeah, f- physically signing it, it says that it's it's a random selection. There's all the conspiracy theories about how they pick whoever, and like, I'm like I don't know. So anyway, I I signed up for it first, like within hours of me landing, and then the list goes up, and like, holy shit, my name is on the list, <laughs> and I've been up. For, I'll I'll have been awake for like 20 hours by the time I get on stage. Oh Jesus, fuck. Um, but, uh, I, I had kind of, and I'm glad I've been doing the Inferno show here and there since that started, cause it's gotten me more in the mode of writing like short stuff. So I took a couple of those that I did and kind of mashed them together. How much time do you get? Three minutes. Yeah. That sounds about right. That seems to be like, and granted, like, I'm just thinking like mostly Boston. So obviously it's a little bit different. But that seems to be like the stock standard for open mics in the States. I I, th- I think so. Um, there was that one. There was another one I tried to get on at the Creek in the Cave later in the week. I didn't end up getting on. I guess you were supposed to. It was on Saturday. You were supposed to email them. I had in my notes from my research that sign up by email. I thought it was like that day for some reason. But I guess you need to email them sometime between Monday and Friday to sign up for the Saturday those were four minute spots, but they also had like a bucket where they would pull out for like three minute spots. But okay, it was like a two hour long show, and they I think they went to the bucket like three times. So right, I didn't get on. I tried to suck hold of the guy, and I was like, "Do I get special treatment because I'm a Canadian?" <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, "Woof," and I'm I'm still not sure if he meant like really. Like, I didn't know if he was, like, shaming me for, like, begging for special treatment or if he was, like, if it was, like, a, oh, I wish I could help you out kind of woof. I'm still not sure. It would have been funnier if he, like, took your name out of the bucket and, like, just <laughs> dropped it on the floor in front of you. Yeah, but, like, he wrote down my name and he's like, all right, maybe, yeah, if somebody doesn't show up or whatever, fine. But, like, whenever I didn't get on. I was 
but like one of his bucket pulls, that person wasn't there. To me, that feels like an opportunity. <laughs> hey, the Canadian guy, let's have him. But no. Um, uh, I mean, if he didn't, if he didn't make him say "wolf," maybe. But. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, sign up for the Rogan thing. I have to just like my hotel is probably is less than a ten minute walk from the mothership. So like, you can go back, but like like well, by the time I get to the hotel, I'll sit down for fifteen minutes and then I'll have to come back down again. So I just kind of wander around in the heat and kind of it's the first day, so I can kind right. of look in some of the. There's like a cool store with like horror figures and t-shirts and shit. So yeah, I, there was like a toy museum, wasn't there? Yeah, I, I went to that later. That wasn't like right, uh, right where the on Sixth Street where the mothership was. Is but that all like the main drag of Austin too, or most of the downtown stuff? A lot of it was on Sixth Street or within a couple of blocks. So okay. like mo- most of the stuff that I, all of the comedy stuff that I did, I could walk to the two bands that I saw. Or about a thirty-minute walk. Um, we'll we'll get to that, but uh, yeah, like the bat tour thing I did, that was an Uber, and like that was on the other side of the river. And I when I went to the firing range, that was a little bit more out there. But, yeah, we, we got to talk about that, but I, I assume yeah. we'll get to that in a bit. So 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 I get on the the list for uh, for the the mothership, and I'm like, oh shit! And then so they're 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 rounding up the sixteen people. Um, and, and, and again, like I said, it's supposed to be randomly, I assume it is just because doing any kind of fudging of it would require more effort when I, I assume it's just, they put in a random number generator and like, yeah, it would take too much effort to pick and choose. Um, so, so I get in they bring us into the, the, uh, the Mitzi's bar named after like they, or just a sec, let me see if I can find a, yeah, like a photo or I, I didn't take any because they don't like you're, uh, you're not supposed to have, uh, your, they let us keep our, most people that when you go in as a, as a customer, they put your phone in a yonder bag, but for the open mic people, they, they gave us a whole speech like you can keep your phone and we want you to record the audio of your set so that you can become a better comedian and learn from whatever. But like right. no filming and don't take any pictures and just it was just it was very clear, like. Leave that in your fucking pocket unless you're recording the audio of your set. They don't want anyone sneaking in and like trying to like sneakily record a Chappelle set or something. Yeah, like in the in the show and even like they gave us the the whole the whole speech um there's a sec. Let's bring that out. Yeah, like Mitzi's is just it's like this is the the side the the side of the bar and or what? Polly Shore post. Anyway, there's the bar, and then right. probably not much more wider than that on the other is, like, the other wall. So this is, like, half of the bar. It's it's very small, and, like, back here in front of the picture of uh, Mitzi, there's, like, a... I don't know if anybody hangs out there, but it looks like the official comedian table, and there's a couple of... There's a couple of booths over here. Um, I, I was going to take a picture uh, of that because it was before they had uh, told us... Otherwise, I was going to take a selfie in front of the, uh, in front of the, uh, the Mitzi thing, but then they, they gave us the warning and I was like, I'm not really sure, but 
you can find pictures of it on the internet. Right. Um, but uh, the the club's split up in the upstairs. There's like a smaller, they call it the little boy, and the fat man is the, the big room. So the, the little room upstairs, I could not find any pictures of it online. Um, there's some pictures of the, the main room, but it's a, it's a small room. It's probably, it's probably about the size, like if we knocked out that middle separating wall where I used to do no jokes, bar deluxe at O'Leary's, right. It's about the size of that room. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, they, they line us up like in the order that we're on the lineup and that's where our seats. And we basically just assembly line go through and they tell us like when your set's done, get the fuck out like i kind of wanted to sit and watch the rest of the show but they're like no you gotta get out of here would you have to have like paid to do that or well i think if you did they would let you i was not in that situation i tried to buy because i looking online there isn't very clear instructions on how a lot of this stuff works so i had i had meant to buy a ticket for that monday show um but I accidentally bought it for the Sunday before I arrived and I had to email the club and I got a refund and whatever. But by the time that got sorted out, the Monday show was sold out. Um, but like to get into a show, there's like a line like around the corner that you have to line up and they sign you in and they put you on bracelets just so that they can put your phone in the yonder bag right away. They do all the checking like ahead of time and stick a bracelet right. on you. Um, and then there's like a there's a separate line where you can just say like, Hey, if, if any tickets for this sold out show open up, I think they release, like if you don't show up within the first 15 or 30 minutes of a show, then they release your tickets and somebody there. So if you're on the open mic and you have tickets, I don't know how that works, but it's kind of messy. I, I didn't have the, the anyway, it's still um, weird. They wouldn't let you stay to watch the rest of the open mic though. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I was on fourth, so I got to three like see the first three people, which fourth spot on a show with sixteen. It's pretty good. So yeah, I no, was, that's I was, awesome. I was happy with the spot, but you, I did you only could have get been to, like twelve. I could. I only get. But even like, I'm glad it, I've been to. I went to like an open mic in Portland, Oregon, and there was like fifty people on the open yeah. mic. Um, so sixteen's solid, and then like after the open mic, they have the the showcase for the people that work there, who are all comedians who had to audition to get their jobs. Um, so I w- I would have liked to have seen that, but whatever, I'll do my set. And I uh, went up. Yeah, the <laughs> people ahead of me. The first one's name was Hooch, and. His whole set was just explaining the name Hooch, and it was just some drunk, rambly story. He was like a young guy, and he was just some story about how he went to an open mic with his mom, (laughs) and they both went up on stage, and he decided that he wanted to do comedy, and his mom said, but don't use the family name, (laughs) because she's embarrassed is like the joke, but the misdirect was, no, because she wanted me to go hard. And not have to worry about. But anyway, it's that, starting to sound like no joke. He, he spent three minutes telling essentially that story. I don't remember right. what other details I'm, I'm leaving out. And then the second one was just some crazy old lady who was talking about how, like, when we were sitting down, she was like, "Yeah, I do. I do shows at here and here and all this three minute thing. I can do twenty minutes, but not less than that." Okay, so that, mean, you, that means that you suck. 
Um, I mean, I would prefer to do a 20 minute set than a three minute set, but I've learned over the years that, and there was a long time where I couldn't do anything that was less than five, but now I'm better at it. Right. Um, so I can, I can see that, but she went up and I don't even remember what her set was about. She was just rambling and they had, they literally, they have like a countdown clock up here, like counts down from, from three minutes. And when, uh, when you hit the two minute mark, it starts like flashing. Um, she got just over two minutes into her set and she was like, and the like the star came on as just like the one minute warning and she was like well i guess that's all i guess i'm getting the star so i gotta get out of here <laughs> and she just bailed the the guy ahead of me i don't know if you listen to it or not i i just i deleted it when i edited it out he wanted me to record his set too and i would and he would record mine just in case one of our phones fucked up and then we could send each other the file but it was fine right he he did all right, and then I went up and i i had a I had a fun set. I got some good laughs. I had a little bit of a I grossed them out a little bit with the pregnancy stuff. <laughs> the, <laughs> Holy fuck! And the uh, the abortions. Um, Can't even make that work at the mothership, huh? Uh, but you know, it was uh, I and, and but I at least I had a good close and got a laugh to end with. There was like about 30 seconds in there where it was a little dicey. Did you do Terry Fox or do you think no, they would get No, it? I don't think anybody would yeah. know Terry Fox enough. And even if I had to explain who he was, just the You're it, not going to do it wouldn't minutes. work. No, and even even like setting up who he is and then here's the terrible thing that I'm going to say about him. It's it's just not going to land. Right. Um so anyway, I, I did my set and it went well. It went out the like a few people in the audience on my way out gave me fist bumps and were like, "You sick fuck!" And like, <laughs> and uh, the host was like, you did a "Good job." I don't know if he said that to everybody or not, but I'm gonna choose to think that I'm special, right? Um, and then, so what? While we were in the Mitzies, they were also I had no idea how the Kill Tony signups work. Those are on Mondays too, and I had no idea those shows sell out within minutes of them just tickets becoming available so i couldn't get tickets to be in the room so i wasn't sure if like they had a there was if i didn't want to like sign up but not be in there when they called my name i didn't really know how it worked but right because i was on the the open mic there was somebody in the mitzi's bar that was like do you does any of you want to sign up for kill tony and he did you have to fill out like a release form and they have to like check your id and like to make sure that you're the right name and all that stuff and then right. the name goes in and then so once once i get booed out of the mothership the kill tony shows in the big room downstairs that starts like an hour later and um so there's there's just another bar next door where all of the comedians just hang out and wait for somebody to run in with a bullhorn and like say hey this person come with me right now so so I went to the, this place next door called Shakespeare's with like 150 <laughs> open micers <laughs> just standing around and they're putting on a terrible open mic where people are throwing their names into a bucket to go up and do like a practice one minute slot. Right. But it's just like the dregs of the Austin comedy did, scene going Did you up. do that one? Uh, I did the second time. The, but the first time I just kind of stood around awkwardly. I didn't know anybody. Um, 
a guy that was on the Rogan open mic that I kind of I talked to when we were in Mitzi's before we went up and I was like, oh, I'm from Canada. <laughs> and and uh, he's like, oh, cool. I backpacked. I know I backpacked across Canada. I know about New Brunswick. And he was super pumped. It was his first time getting on. And I was like, it's my first time getting on, too. I just landed in town like three hours ago. Right. And uh, but then I saw that guy. He went on after me at the open mic. I saw him. Like after like thirty minutes of me awkwardly standing in a corner at this uh, at this bar, and I was like, "Oh hey, how was your set?" And he's like, "It went great." And then he just turned his back to me and like they stood in a circle <laughs> and talked. Oh shit, that sucks. So so again, I'm just I'm just exhausted. I've been up since three thirty a.m. our time, and this is the time zone goes back two hours so i'm waiting until 10 p.m austin time which is midnight our time right just waiting to not get called up and kill tony and then went back to the hotel so that that was that was that was fun and glad that i did it i don't want to i mean like may puts it she's like you just decide that you want to do something and you go do it i'm like well okay fine i guess not everybody does that but i also <laughs> I mean, I'll post it on Facebook and brag about it and whatever, but I, I don't feel like I like doing well on the show was an accomplishment, but getting on, I don't feel like it was an, like I just, I showed up and I wrote my name on a piece of paper and it was, more was, was randomly anything. selected. Yeah. And it's also funny seeing like, it just, it solidifies how terrible the Canadian comedy business is that I see people like Rob Pugh and I saw Darren Frost posting pictures weeks earlier about like him in line. Like, so that's the best we can hope for is that we're like the top brass of Canadian headliners, but we're just waiting in line for the open mic with the plebs as soon as you cross the border. Well, that, that was uh, something Rob even said. Like, he's like, uh, cause I guess his girlfriend got in or something like that. And someone asked him, like, did you watch her? And he's like, now they want me to pay. I've been doing this for 20 years. I'm not going to pay now. Oh, I, I paid for plenty of shows, but anyway, I, I, I get it though. Yeah. Like but if that. you're, if you're in town, like, I don't know if he was there professionally or not, but I don't know. It, it seems like a whole different ranking system. Like you said, cause like you get to the top of the Canadian, uh, comedy world, but if you haven't done significant work in the States, like you're. Yeah, nobody Same nobody gives life. a shit. Nobody like that guy at the other open mic didn't give a shit that I was Canadian. Right. Um so so anyway, I was I was exhausted then the 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 Tuesday after that. Um I forget what else I was doing. I was gonna look at my Facebook here to try to fucking piece together my trip. Oh yeah, I did I did so like the Tuesday I just looked at the Google Maps and was like, What's uh what's going on? And I, I went to the, uh, you know, the, the toy museum. We don't need to get into too much detail about this, but it was fun. It cost like 15 bucks. I bought a seltzer and was just walking around looking at stuff. They, so you can just it, like drink wherever? Well, in this place. I don't know about wherever, <laughs> but um, yeah, just lots of uh, you know, blurry pictures. It was very tight quarters, so I, I had a hard time getting a good picture of stuff. But like, right. some stuff was in uh, display cases. Some of it, like this one, is just loose, and there's like a little sign there that's like "display in progress." Don't touch anything. But like, this is just open. I could have just reached in and like filled my filled my pockets. Just helped yourself to a Baxter Stockman. 
Yeah, so, yeah, just all, all kinds of stuff like that. And they had, uh, I don't know if I took any pictures or not, but they had, they had like, arcade, they had arcade machines. Um, they had, uh, I played a little bit of, like, an X-Men fighting game. I, I thought it was going to be, like, that, uh, like, the beat-em-up, but it was a Probably, fight, like, was Children a, of a, the Atom or something It was a something fighting like game. I don't remember what it was called. I was fine. There was, like, I played the Terminator 2 game that has, like, the attached, like, Uzis. Yeah, yeah, that game rules. Um, and, yeah, you didn't, it was all free play. Um, I, uh, I rocked out to Guitar Hero on a PS2 for a little while. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. You walk around, they, they give you a little laminated, like, uh, scavenger hunt. So, like, you're finding, like, different things, like Ned Flanders and, uh, whatever so a bunch of stuff and you get a bonus prize for finding waldo who was like tucked into one of the displays (laughs) and stuff so i'm walking around with a drink and i got my thing and my little dry erase marker i'm checking off stuff as i go there was a few things that i'm like what the fuck is that and i had to like google it but i didn't know what mutant giraffe was it was ninja (laughs) turtles so yeah i don't think i've heard that one i I found the ninja turtles pile i was like there's a giraffe but um (laughs) Yeah, so that 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 was fun. I just uh, kicked around doing that. What else did I do? Um, what was the second? Well, when did you when Tuesday? did you get to the range? Uh, that that was that was later. So yeah, I made the uh, the appointment. Um, yeah, I went to. We'll just uh, the video. We'll, we'll just let it. There's not uh, there's not a whole lot of. Uh, the front side, or the back side. We'll we'll turn it down a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, this 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 was fun. I kind of always wanted to do the shooting thing, like when I went to Vegas ten years ago. Right. Oh, this is I got that uh, this cool scanner shirt at that uh, that store outside the mother shop. Uh, anyway. Did the guy compliment you on it? No, of course not. Um. <laughs> so so I paid for uh, like a three gun introduction thing. Right. It was like $175 American. This what whole guns? this whole thing. It was uh uh hang on. I've got uh Well spoiler, there's my I got a, I had a Glock 13 pistol which he just drew a circle on this one because it's too hard to see the bullet holes on the other side of the thing. So Right. Not bad, but a little all over the place. A semi-automatic PCC 9mm felt like Felt like just a big handgun with like a bump stock on it. Oh, like in know. Resident Evil Two when you yeah, get the attachment, yeah. and then in an AR-15. That was uh, these two were a lot easier. Uh, my aim was better. There's like a scope and right. The the thing was only like halfway down. Um, but yeah, the uh, the the safety training at the beginning. He spent about three minutes. Like he had his little cart that had the three guns on it. Oh yeah, this is the uh, the PC whatever in the middle. Like right. it looks like a big handgun. Yeah, it does look like the resident a bunch of Resident Evil attachments to it. So he was basically the training was don't point this at me. Or he did not else. even say that. What? I know that, but he didn't say. All he did was he had the handgun and he showed me. He showed me where the safety was and he showed me just like where fingers go and how to actually hold it. Okay. And he was like, "And the other two are easy. You'll figure it out." <laughs> And that's pretty much all of the training. He was like, I wasn't loading or Fucking like co- cocking man. the gun. He basically he put the 
So I got each of these three guns. I had like two clips full of bullets that I could fire off, and he was loading them up and cocking them. They're all semi-auto, so I just had to point and shoot. Which, uh, if as oh. you can see, I've got video here, but it's not a great angle. We can't really see what's happening. Well, it doesn't look but, like uh, the kicks like making it fly back in your face or anything. No, I wasn't sure what to expect. I've never even touched a gun before. I was ex everybody says like, oh, they're so much heavier than you'd think. So I was, I had an inflated sense of how heavy they would be, and it wasn't that right. bad. And the kickback, even for the bigger ones, was not like I was partially expecting like to fire one and just the shock of it like i don't want to yeah <laughs> but, like that uh, uh that episode of penn and teller bullshit where they get the kid to fire around and he just starts crying are you uh, i don't remember that but i've seen it so that was probably in my mind i think <laughs> but yeah i just he just this guy just stood there and he reloaded for me every now and then uh in <laughs> in between he's just like asking me all right, there you are. So there's... Oh, wait, yeah. We got that. He's asking me what the gun laws are in Canada, and I'm like, pistols are illegal. <laughs> and he's like, fuck it, communists. He's like, oh. Yeah, just, I told him that handguns were illegal. He, st he started asking me about like politics stuff, and he was like, yeah. "When do you guys have elections?" And I'm like, "Well, kind of when they f feel like it." Uh, I also I tried to explain to them how like confidence votes works and my stuff. And I was at one point I told him that there is no term limits, and he was he just went pale. <laughs> <laughs> he was so, just yeah, got to trash talk Trudeau a little bit with a with a Texan. You tell him that you were gonna make Canada great again. No, I didn't, but I should have. So yeah, I'm just. Uh, How did it feel? It was it was fun. I don't know. I liked it, and I I don't know. I feel like I, I did an okay job for a for a first. I've got that's the uh, the AR-15 one I've got up on there, but I, I brought the uh, the other two home with me too. Yeah, not bad. Fucking clean headshots. Yeah, like I mean, he's he's got it halfway down the range. It's not super far, and I had a scope. It it wasn't like it looked like a laser scope when you look through the thing, but it's not like I could just look at the target and see like the bead on it. Right. Yeah, you weren't like painting it or anything like that. Just. But yeah, so with the, with the two rifles, there was a scope, and like the bullet basically went where I where I pointed. Well, you know, I don't know how my posture is there, but I'm not. They seem to be holding things pretty steady. This guy's just looking back directly into the camera. <laughs> it's like this fucking guy, Canadians. But like, I'm I'm firing. I mean, I'm sure some people take longer than the 16 minutes. I'm just like pop, pop, pop. Like, yeah. I don't see any reason to 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 drag out this ordeal just to to take more time. But yeah, I don't know. It's, uh... Wait, what am I talking about here? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm explaining the NDP liberal coalition to him here. He's like, let me I'm get like, this yeah, straight. Yeah, not everybody, it, you know, the liberals didn't win, but they teamed up with this other little bitch party that lets them do whatever they want and then complains about it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, he didn't have a uh, 
He had a nice little Canadian civics lesson. Yeah. He seemed he seemed into it, but uh, anyway, there's the the Air 15. Just more of this, more of my back. Well, that's this one's louder. Bigger kick too. You could see. Yeah. See my back titties jiggle. <laughs> so the the round really does fly out like that, eh? Yeah. Yeah, and once once I started shooting, like I didn't have to do anything. I just literally had to pull the trigger until I ran out of bullets. I didn't. It wasn't like a fully auto where you just hold it down and it unloads. I had to pull the trigger for each shot. But. Was that an option with the AR-15? Could it go fully auto? Or? Uh, I don't know. They had fully automatic options. Like there's a whole uh, there's a whole list of uh, selections available on the on the website but i feel like if 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 we had something like this in town i'd probably i'd probably go every now and then they have one in fredericton yeah i was actually even thinking that uh we could probably get together and do something like that for the podcast or otherwise yeah i'd be up for it yeah i don't i don't necessarily i like the idea of being allowed to have a gun i don't know if i want to ha actually have one in the house <laughs> but i'll go to a range and borrow one yeah range is about like where my limit would be because i i think i would be too terrified to have just i mean have when the uprising that. happens i'd like to have but, <laughs> but also don't want to be in a bad mood and uh <laughs> hurt myself or someone i care about so so yeah the 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 gun range was was fun and Might it's have gotten uh, the like backpacks back sooner yeah. Oh, yeah. I could have backed you up with my AR. <laughs> you're just Kyle like, Rittenhouse up in the house. Yeah, you're just like propped up on the building of like Saint or on the roof of Saint John High. Just... Yeah, I'll be a rooftop Korean. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I went to shooting that night. I went to um, I, I I forget what I was doing. I I I had tickets for Rogan and Friends at the Mothership in the big room at like 10 p.m. That was that's just a show where it's just I see the pictures on Instagram. It's like usually Tony Hinchcliffe and whoever else is uh, is in town. Um, I ended up seeing the host was funny. I forget what his name was. Tony was on the show. Brian Simpson, Derek, Derek. What's his fucking name? Uh, I fuck. I forget. He's he's a black guy right. yeah it has like dreadlocks like a top ponytail hang on big fat guy i forget david lucas that's his name okay uh he was he was good and rogan did like 45 minutes and it was solid i'm not like a huge fan of rogan's comedy i don't it's not bad but yeah, it's fine i don't love it it's fine yeah. He had some. He had some funny stuff. He had a whole bit about you know the 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 N word compilation coming out, and he's like, it looked really racist, even to me. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that that was fun. But I went to. I got there late. Um. And I still paid full price for it. I just wanted to see Vulcan Gas Company because that's where that's where they used to do Kill Tony and a lot of the shows before the Mothership opened. And right. They had, they had a show of Kill Tony regulars, where it was like a showcase of just various local people that are a step up from just the bottom barrel open mic. They were doing like 10, 15 minute long sets. And okay. Some of them were, none of them were terrible. Some of them were okay. Some of them were pretty good. None of them were fantastic either, which I mean, I, I'm glad that I, I saw it it was kind of, I paid like 25 American to see like the last 45 minutes of the show. But <laughs> anyway, I wanted to see it. I was just like looking at the schedule of what else I had planned for the week and what was going on there. And this was like the only, 
of the options that I had. This I, I just want to see the place. Right. And and seeing like okay, slightly higher level Austin comedians made me feel good because I I feel like if I was there, like I feel like I could. I'm not gonna like blow the doors off the place, but I feel like I could comfortably move up the ranks. I didn't feel like intimidated, like, oh man, this is a whole other level. Right. And like, I mean, I don't want to be too cocky, but as whatever level of goodness that I think I am now, I know for sure if I was in a bigger city where I was doing sets, like set, 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 like constantly throughout the week, I would, I would be 10 times better than whatever level I'm at now. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird because like we, that benefits us in a way because we know that and we have to write and work around that. Uh, but at the same time, like, 10 years of comedy in St. John is worth probably like three or four and like, yeah, but I was also thinking given that they have three minutes of stage time, we might have a comparable amount of stage time each week to somebody in a bigger city. Like if we get up and do a 10 minute set once a week, which is doable sometimes the way we do open mics, like they would, that would just blow their minds. Like, wait a minute, 10 minutes and you get money. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's that's unusual even outside New Brunswick. Yeah. To be honest, but yeah, we're kind of spoiled by that. But yeah. So yeah, I went to some shows. Went to the toy museum. I went to see. Uh, went to see the the bats. Um, Austin's Austin's famous for uh, for for its bats. Um, put on a little video. Talking. What? Where's the video? There we go. Yeah, so holy shit, we're on a boat tour, and like we went up and down the boat, and he kind of pointed out some of the uh, some of the you know the the buildings and stuff on the skyline for uh, for a little while. Why is there so many fucking bats? Well, they they all uh, they they live inside. Um, this bridge like they have this bridge and there's like kind of gaps like about this big like just all on the bottom just for to let the bridge expand with the heat okay and uh the the, they're like little bats they like from where i could see they looked like they were about this big oh like little brown bats or something like that so they all tuck themselves in there because nothing no predators can fit in there to get them Right. So there's just thousands of these bats that are in there. And then at sunset every night, like they knew exactly what time they would be coming out. And there's just a stream of bats like those videos that we saw. That lasted for like 20 full minutes of that's, bats that's just crazy. leaving the bridge and going off into the distance. The tour guide said that uh, they were going off into like nearby farmlands and like every night the Austin bats eat like 40,000 pounds of bugs. Jesus Christ. There was no mosquitoes or bugs or anything the whole time I was there. The bats are on top of it. <laughs> You're doing the job. Yeah, so that, so that was fun. And then um, one of the tour guides mentioned some website, like Do 512, like D-O, 512. I assume 512 is the Austin area code that just is a list, like an event listing of everything going on in right. town. So I pulled it up on my phone just to see what was going on. I found a couple of, I wanted to go just have like a normal local experience. So like I looked through, I'm looking for the band names, I'm looking for some scary sounding metal bands. 
and uh, I found a couple options for shows, and I'm just sitting on a park bench. I'm pulling up each of the bands on like their Spotify's or Bandcamp, and just giving the songs a. I found two potential shows and went to the one that I liked the bands better, right. and, it, and it was kind of off further. It was still like way down that same Sixth Street that the Mothership and the Vulcan Gas Company and the Creek in the Cave and the Sunset. These are all on the same street. Right. It just keeps going. And uh, it was like going to be a half hour walk and a little bit outside the uh, the downtown. And there were lots of, like I'd heard about the homeless problem. Um, it wasn't like it was present, but uh, it wasn't... It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I think Austin is a better place to be homeless. Well, or like on. compared to here, especially with like winters and stuff like that. Like not saying that like, you know, it's it's all fun and games being homeless in Austin either. Why is my screen not coming up on the share? Anyway, that's not working for. Oh, there it is. Oh, it is. I was looking at it. Um, so like I did, I just did a Google search for Austin homeless 2023 and like, this is, this is not what I saw. I didn't see any, there was homeless people, some of them crazy, like just all over. Some of them just laying, sleeping in the middle of the sidewalk. Um, I didn't feel in danger though. I didn't see, like, I was expecting this. Like a big tent. City I, th- I think this might be on my, this parking lot looks familiar. This looks like it's on the way between, like, my hotel was up this way and I'd walk down that hill and turn right onto six and Comedy Mothership's a couple of blocks down. Right. I didn't see anything like this. Do you think that maybe, because I know, like, tent cities get raided often. I had heard just comedians talking on podcasts and stuff that uh that it was dicey like this when the comedians yeah yeah i remember the woody the willie nelson this was right around the corner from my hotel right um i'd heard comedian mostly joe list being terrified of homeless people but <laughs> talking about how like even just going from club to club on sixth street he was taking ubers it was so bad like i was i was expecting to see the sidewalks on the downtown just full like this but there wasn't right um, and like some people, most people were just wandering around or just hanging out or whatever. They're, they weren't really aggressive with the normals. I've heard that it gets worse at night. Like I might've been asked for money maybe five times the whole week. And each time I was just like, no, sorry. And they just dropped it. I've been, I've been more aggressively hassled than St. John. Yeah. So, so on that, so on the night where I'm like, oh, I can, I can walk to this show. No problem. It's only a half hour. I'm a spry young 40 year old man. (laughs) And, uh, but like as soon, and actually I think it is, I think it is this bridge. I think this might be, well, this runs like perpendicular to sixth street. Right. I got to, there wasn't tents, but there was just. I got a scarier vibe from the hobos. Nobody did anything. Or, well, there was, like, I was going through, and I had my earphones in just so I could hear the Google Maps directions so I didn't have my phone out like a tourist. Right. And uh, so I had my headphones in. I've got, like, hear through so I can kind of aware of my surroundings. But there was just, like, a homeless man ranting and raving, like, in the crosswalk. 
And I was like, uh, so I, I mean, that just sounds like union street now, like, like like a coward. I found the nearest Chevron station and (laughs) called an Uber the rest of the way there. But, uh, but yeah, I went, so like I went the, I was only like 11 more minutes away at this point. Right. Um, but I was like, oh, my spidey sense is tingling. I should probably. Well, <laughs> so. d- depending on the intensity and the uh, content of the ranting, because sometimes like that's just whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't just that, but there was just there was a couple of guys laying around on the side of the inside of this bridge, and just I don't know what it was, but the vibe changed, and so I thought this was like the other side of the tracks or something. So I took an Uber the rest of the way. I went to the show. There was maybe fifteen people there. It felt like going to a like a low attended show at the Panic Room. Only right. all of the bands were great, um, and there was the big scary metal dudes with their things on their leather like jackets, six inch and spikes. Stuff. Yeah, and yeah, very kind people. I didn't really interact with anybody, but right. it was. I'm. I'm not. Af- I've been around metal people enough that I'm not afraid of them. They look scary, but they're often very sweet people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I watched the show. I bought like two, I don't think I've ever bought two t-shirts at the same show, but I bought like two shirts from two (laughs) of the bands. They're high praise. Yeah. I got the sadistic force was one of them. They gave me that poster for free with my shirt. Oh, garbage pail kids. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun show. I, I actually, uh, weed is still pretty, very illegal in, uh, in Austin. So, I wasn't expecting to get any, but I, I kind of noticed there was a couple of dispensaries, so I gave it a Google, and they're like, no, you need a medical card. But they had, like, outside one of the dispensaries, there was, like, a tent and a table set up, and they had a bunch of, like, edibles and vape pens and stuff, and I was just like, I'm not from here. Do you need a prescription or something? And they're like, no, what do you want? Wow. So I bought a vape pen. I think you do. But they just didn't give a shit. Right. It was very loose. There was people smoking weed all over the place. At one of the comedy shows I was at, the DJ was smoking like from a glass pipe, like in his DJ booth, just in the open. <laughs> I think um, that's only a problem if the cops are actually present and give a shit. But like they checked my ID, so that would be quite the sting operation to send somebody from New Brunswick undercover to try to buy some <laughs> weed in Austin. Um, so it was probably a safe bet. But they did. I think this might have been like a making sure that I'm not a cop. They took the vape pen out of the little box and told me to take like a hit off it to make sure the battery was working. That might've been like a, you know, oh, like you got to try it in front yeah, of me. Yeah. Kind of thing. I don't know what the, I mean, they that, obviously, that, they wouldn't make me take a bite out of it if I bought like a gummy or something. That, the weird thing about that though, is like, that's usually like, if you're talking to like a fucking like mobster who's selling you cocaine, not like a guy who's selling you marijuana in front of a dispensary. I want yeah. to see you take the hit. But yeah, I, I spent like 45 bucks on a disposable vape pen that lasted me the week. So, and, and again, I wasn't any of the days where I was planning on doing comedy. I wasn't smoking any weed. I right. usually don't. So, but that was nice to have. Um, I think even on the, the Tuesday morning at like 6 a.m. in front or 5 a.m. in front of my hotel. I'm just getting every last haul that I can get off this thing, and I tossed it in the trash as I got into my Uber. To that. But uh, yeah, the the show was fun. There was one funny thing where, uh, like, halfway through the show, these two chicks came in, and one of them was just 
oh, you're like she's like that attention seeking. Like she's wearing like a dress that's like too nice to be in this dive bar watching a metal <laughs> show. Right. Um, and she's obviously just looking for attention as she's in there. I, I get the feeling everybody knows her and they're like, oh, it's her again. And like mildly attractive. She's not, she's like an Austin six, but like a St. John 13, but, <laughs> uh, but like she, she's in and she's making a big show and like, woo. And like that. And it's my birthday. And, uh, at one point, one of the guys in the band, when she said it was her birthday, everyone was like, happy birthday, happy birthday. One guy was like, show us your tits. And then she was like, should I? And everybody was like, we shouldn't have said, and everybody was just like, not looking at her. Just like, just uh, don't encourage her. She's she's not even going to do it. I didn't get a good look at it, but I think she did pop out one of her tits. I was at a bad angle, so I couldn't see it, but it looked like she pulled out one of her tits and was disappointed that nobody was looking. (laughs) So she tried to recreate the moment and she was like, should I? And everybody just ignored her, so the tits stayed away. I feel like they've all seen her tits. Probably. <laughs> um, I, I wish I was standing at a better angle. But uh, <laughs> What if they're terrible? Like, What if they're just bangled? I, I don't know. It looked like they might have been all right. I didn't want to have a conversation <laughs> with her, but I'm not going to turn away from a titty. <laughs> so a- after the show went, I uh, I was just out front, and I was just about to page an Uber, and like the two girls were standing there, and I was just like, happy birthday, by the way. And she was like startled. And then... And she was like, how did you know it was my birthday? And like got mad at me. <laughs> and like, I'm like, you you just said it in there. Sorry. And I'm like, sorry, I startled you. And like, she was mad that I scared her. Like she was getting ready to like punch me. Jesus. But like her friend was like, oh, hey, what's your name? Who I'm not going to put her up on the screen, but let me find it here. She was basically uh, Austin May um little she had like glasses and uh and, and curly hair and she just uh she have like a little stuffed turtle no she uh she uh she befriended me and like was like oh what are you doing and i told her that i was uh i was, I was from uh the one in the middle there yeah no that is 100 <laughs> percent austin May. yeah yeah I, I sleuthed her i found I, like i knew what her first name was and i i looked at the the venue's facebook page and found her in like one of the pictures your own detective work. a little bit um, but she, uh, yeah, I got in the Uber with them and they went to some other bar and hang out and she like introduced me to some people. She kind of like disappeared. I didn't see her for most of the rest of the night, but like I hung out and she bought me a, a drink and I talked to a couple of people. Um, one guy was super into improv and he was like, oh, you like comedy? And he's trying to get me to come out and see his improv. <laughs> And like I'm on my way out, and I'm gonna call. I'm gonna either I gotta figure. I think I'm cl- I think I'm close enough to the hotel that I'm just a few blocks away, and I can walk back. But I, I see I see Tex and May out front. I was like, oh hey, I thought that you left me. I was missing you, and try and tried to like have a conversation with her. But then the doorman just started talking to me for way too long about nothing he was just going on about he was on like some power trip about like he's the doorman and he lets he's like like he didn't charge us cover when we went in right but he was making a point of telling me how cool it was of him that he lets you know me and 
what's her name and the other one in for free but some people get too used to it and he just went into he talked to me for 20 full minutes about this and just about how pissy he was that's like you know even friends that he's going to get in for free he yeah. likes them to have the gesture of pulling out the wallet and trying to pay so that he can be like no we don't need to let's start it like were you already talking to him then you saw no he just or... he just i was like hey i thought that you left and then he just comes in and he just starts talking I he's don't like he... you know it's really cool of me to let you in right? basically and and he was talking about how you know all these freeloaders like he went away on tour for six weeks so there was somebody else working the door that wouldn't let them in and my friends are sending me messages and he's like anyway it was obnoxious <laughs> um but uh anyway that's never, so weird <laughs> to just approach someone and be like you know i let some people in for free and some people i don't right yeah and you should then be, uh, you should be honored yeah, so that, that was fun. And then the Thursday, I went to the, the shooting range. Um, I was going to Christina P. Um, Tom, Tom Segura's uh, lady was doing like a once a week like residency for the month. But that right. was that was sold out. But I was going to get into like the, the extra line. And I'd like to see her. She's funny. Um, but uh, John Scove Nielsen told me to, to hit up uh, Jason Rouse in town which I think I talked about my, my failed attempt to have him uh, rescue me from obscurity when I opened for him. At yeah, Yuck you weren't Yucks. even sure that uh, he liked you. No, so I sent him a message on Instagram, and he was like, oh, cool, meet me at uh, at the Secret Show on Thursday, which is a show that Red Band puts on every week at the Sunset Strip Comedy Club. I'm like, oh, cool. All right, Um like fuck it that that's what i'm doing tonight he wasn't very clear about whether he was going to get me on or not and i didn't want to press right but he was just like and i was he was not very forthcoming with the details so like a day later i was like so where and what time and he just sent me like the an instagram link (laughs) to the show (laughs) and it was like 8 p.m and at this i'm like okay and then and then, like, earlier that day, I was like, so, I don't know, if if you can get me on the show, like, how much time should I expect? And he just didn't answer me. Right. And then I was like, do I need to buy a ticket? And he immediately was like, no. He didn't answer the, uh, if, how much time I would get if he could get me on. And then, so I just, show, he's like, no, just to, you know, just tell them that, so... I just, I don't know if I'm meeting him out front or in or what. So I just show up and I'm like the door guy. I'm like, hey, I'm a comedian. Uh, Jason Rouse told me to meet him here. He's like, oh, go on in. Rouse is the man. (laughs) And uh, I went in and like, I didn't have to pay. They didn't make me put my phone in the under bag like the other regular people. And, but so I just kind of went and I kind of sat off in the side and I'm like, still don't know what's going on and i'm like looking around i'm like i see there's a green room over there and i go up to the the like i think a like a half hour later i I go up to the bouncer in front of the green room and i'm like jason rouse told me to meet me here meet him here is he he's like he's not in there like uh like 45 minutes into the show rouse sends me a message like i'm not coming 
Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I got to see the show. It was it was fun. It was yeah. like another. It was a showcase show. I'm the only people I re- there was some of like the regulars that I saw at the Kill Tony thing that were on. The only slightly famous people I saw were like Red Band. I don't think I'd ever seen him do stand up. It was okay. Yeah. Um, and Jamar Neighbors, who I like, he he just said it was fun. I don't remember her name, but like the girl that's on the newest Jackass movie, she was doing a set. It was oh good. right, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like I liked it, but I mean, I'd gone all day without smoking weed, and I was happy to have <laughs> seen the show. But I still felt like a a Tinder date that got <laughs> stood up. But. Yeah, I, I I guess I haven't met Rev, so I don't know what his deal is. Uh, I know Scove loves him, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how much of it is just. Uh, I don't know. He's probably just, whatever. He doesn't owe me anything, yeah. but and it was so. cool of him to get you in. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, if it was like a hey, I'm not going to be around, but just tell them that you know me and this is a cool show and you can go watch like that. I would have been oh great, thank you. I wonder if you could have just walked up there and been like, hey, Rouse told me to meet him here, and like they would have let you in. I th- anyway. I think I I think I can. Yeah. I, I, I think there was some other people that had their phones out too, so I assume they were local comedians. I think you just I think they just let you in. Right. Um what I don't know. I'm sure there's some sort of system, but most they probably aren't I mean, you probably need to drop a name or something at the very least, or they just know that you're a comedian from being around. Kinda sounds like the literal Wild West. Yeah. So then We'll wrap up. Uh, yeah, there. Well, yeah, there's a couple other things, but yeah, I went. I went to the the Franklin's barbecue, um, which I just got a big pile of meat. I had to wait in line for like two hours. I I have a new prejudice against Mexicans that I wasn't aware of. Um, What's that now? They're line cutters. At least the ones that were in front of me. <laughs> Two people, two people ahead of me. This guy's standing there for like the first half hour that I'm there, and then like his family of ten just shows up and joins him in line. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. That that you think that's like the new slur, like bunch of fucking line cutters. Like, I mean, they were well-to-do Mexicans that could afford this and were wearing polo shirts and stuff. So, I was still punching. I think I'm still punching up technically. I was also a foreigner. Yeah, it's a class thing now. <laughs> and then the guy in front of me, who was just like a normal dude in a t-shirt, but like his one, some like super preppy Mexican guy showed up with like a polo shirt and like a chain and like nerd. Um, <laughs> who he just kept grabbing like they had like folding camp chairs that you could use while you're in line. He just kept sitting in that and like scooching up as he went. And then when we got to like where the wheelchair ramp starts to get into the building, that guy just walked away, like the preppy friend. And I see him pull around the corner in his car, like he just drove away. Like, okay, he was in line with us for like an hour. And then once we got in there. That guy and another guy that looked like him, I assumed they were brothers, and and a fourth guy showed up and joined the guy directly in front of me. <laughs> the one that was there for a while and left and came back, he had like a stack of like four different hardcover cookbooks that they had as just overpriced merch and like two different bottles of like Bar- Franklin's barbecue sauce and two shaky things of like rub. 
Like just he probably had three hundred dollars worth of merch that he was just like he just was buying stuff. <laughs> and uh anyway. Well, you so, know how Mexicans are. So I so I got up and I got uh I wasn't sure what I was I was just like, I need a I need a pile. I was like, I'll have a half a pound of brisket and a half a pound of ribs and oh let's do a quarter pound of turkey. And just they slapped it in the thing and wrapped it up. I got a bourbon banana pie. That was pretty good. It strongly tasted of bourbon, which nice. would have been off-putting to somebody who doesn't like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I brought this back. I had my, my pile of meat. I think I, I ate it for like the next three days in a row. <laughs> so um, it, was, it was an expensive pile of meat, but I got like five or six meals out of it. Just uh, in my hotel room, just eating expensive. a pile of loose meat. Um, I think I might have spent eighty five dollars on meat. Well, for five meals, eighty five dollars is not yeah bad. But I mean, the meals were me sitting in my hotel room on a paper plate and like just a pile of meat. <laughs> I one day I stole a couple of pieces of breads for pieces of bread from the uh, from the breakfast so that I could make a sandwich later. <laughs> um. But yeah, I did that. I, I went to like an art museum called Wonder Spaces and they had all these different, like there was like a dozen different like installations that they rotate through. They had like a symphony of like old singer sewing machines that had, were all timed out and they made kind of like a song and there was like a cool thing where you, there's a bunch of like hanging, there's like hundreds of individually programmed like LED lights hanging from strings and you just walk around in there and there's kind of like a present, like a 15 minute long presentation that's on a loop with like the lights they start and they change colors and they move around and right. there's like a sound to it and that's pretty cool bunch of cool stuff that was that was fun i'd go back to there they probably rotate through that i went to another metal show at a at a different bar in the same part of town i had found out when i took a it was in the same area as the other one i had mentioned to the uber driver about how yeah i got about i got to the monarch bridge and things got dicey he told me that there's a shelter right there at that intersection of like the bridge and sixth street so that, that's why it. that's yeah. why that area was so like after that second show, I just decided to take a loop around the block of the the block that the bar was on, and like one block behind it was just like a residential neighborhood, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" And I just started walking in the direction of the hotel through this neighborhood. I mean, I took pictures on my Instagram of like the abandoned houses, but for the most part, it was a nice neighborhood, and it was right. like a ten minute, like a twenty minute walk from from downtown. I don't want to live here. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I got through, and by the time I'm like, oh, shit, that bridge that was scary is only, like, another block away. So, like, just one block up, walking down in the same direction, it was fine. Right. No hobos. So, <laughs> I got back. I don't know. I tried to sign up for, uh, yeah, I went to an open mic at the Creek in the Cave, didn't get on. Um, went to uh, to Barton Springs, which people told me about. It's just this big, like, spring that's, like, a public pool, but it's, like, open. It was really nice. Right. They all talk about how, like, oh, it's so cold because it's from the spring. It's, like, 60 degrees Fahrenheit, which I don't know what it was. It, it felt like a, like, Crystal Beach level temperature. For, so it was, it was a nice to... I wasn't sure if I was going to go. I didn't know the situation. I had to look online. I'm like, is there lockers or what? 
Like I didn't want to just leave my stuff like out somewhere at a public beach in Texas. Yeah. I wasn't sure what the situation was, but there are lockers. You had to buy your own locks. I had to go to CVS and buy that. And again, the whole time I was there on the plane, I just all of a sudden started like snot and tears started just pouring out of my face constantly. So I'm just blowing my nose the whole time on the flight there. And like every now and then I had to go to the CVS and get like some Mucinex. I just kept getting hit with like a random cold. I don't know. Maybe I had COVID or something, but you get any uh, weird looks having a cold on the plane. No. no, I felt I, the same thing happened to me when May and I went to Orlando last year and I was more self-conscious about it. That was like right after the mask mandates <laughs> right. were lifted. And I'm just like, this time I at least had proper tissues. The last time we went down, I was just, fill in my pockets with like toilet paper that doesn't really hold up very well for repeated use. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I went, went to the beach. It was super nice. It was pretty cheap to get in and it was, it was nice. Like I probably would have been okay to leave my stuff. Everything seemed pretty on the up and up. There was like a fence and the water continued on the other side. And that seemed to be the public version of the beach. And there's people just with their dogs and like smoking weed and <laughs> right going wild um tried to sign up for the mothership again didn't get on tried to sign up for kill tony again waited in that bar until 10 p.m this time i was more social i don't know if i don't know if it was me being more open or approachable or if somebody maybe saw me or knew that i did the mothership or i don't know right. i don't know i was People were introducing themselves, and I had more of a, uh, a social thing. I got chatting up with some some other guy that had like he's a guitar comic, and we talked about that. And, uh, he he had said that he like he started doing the guitar comedy, and like Jim Norton told him to lose the guitar, and he did. <laughs> and then he was like, and then I stopped getting fucking booked. So I'm like, I'm gonna do what works. And um, but apparently he had been on Kill Tony the week before, and he said that the song he played killed. And he seemed. He seemed uh, well, seemed cool. Norton he, doesn't know everything. He he told me that uh, that a lot of people, which I find insane. So there's a lot of people that just decide I'm gonna be a comedian, and before writing joke one, they move to Austin and try to get on like Kill Tony and start that's, signing up for the open mics. That's absolutely nuts. Yeah, like that's a good way to just so fucking so crush seeing those people go up and do their practice sets. There was a lot of. Just struggling to fill the 60 seconds. <laughs> One guy both times, he went up, just read Red Hot Chili Pepper lyrics into a microphone. What? He, he was trying to be clever. I don't know. It was fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, didn't get on. Rogan didn't get on. Kill Tony again. I had an early flight on Tuesday morning, so it was just like, oh, it's been such a long day. And just like even 10 p.m., just in 40 degree heat, like, ugh. Right. I don't want to be here, but I don't want to leave and, you know, kill, kill Tony. I, I feel, I feel like I was more excited to get on kill Tony than the mothership. Cause that, that's more of a, like I can show the video. Yeah. Like that would have gotten seen like, uh, yeah. like Bethello got on there. Like, yeah. And, and part of me, maybe I'm being too cocky. Part of me thinks I'll go up and I'll do really well on kill Tony and I'll get the golden ticket, <laughs> but which I'll never be able to use again because I don't live in Austin, but I don't know. <laughs> And, and like even practicing on the Inferno show at the back and forth with the panel, I think I could have been good at that. Yeah. But whatever. 
I, I still I still had a fun trip. My original flight out before things got fucked up, I wasn't going to have to leave until like my flight was going to be my original flight was at like quarter after 11, like a, in the morning on the Tuesday. But then that got canceled like a week before. And that's why I had to switch it to do this Austin to Houston piece and then go to Toronto. So that was at like 530 a.m. So I had to get up super early. And, yeah. And the, the flight there was fine like there again like as i was landing in houston my other plane was boarding so i had to like book it to even catch my plane and then when i got to toronto i went to one of the restaurants and had a burger and a beer and by the time i was done eating it was only like another half hour before i had to wait to get on the next plane home so, was it pj o'malley's i don't think so i don't remember what it was called that's like that's not uh, ringing a bell uh, at least every time i've been to pearson that's been like the airport restaurant it was the only one that was in around my terminal, so it might have been. I don't know. Right. It was fine. The burger was just, I mean, it was good, but it was ridiculous. It was like a blue cheese burger that also had like two full size chicken strips what? on the burger. So it was impossible. That cost thirty dollars. I don't know, probably. But I was, I was eating it with a fork and knife because it was very sloppy. Like that's that's like something I would fucking put together. Yeah, so that was that was the trip. I got on the mothership. Didn't get on Kill Tony. Didn't get on anything else. But, or yeah, I I went to see some cool shows. I got to see that Joe Rogan and friends in the big room at the mothership, which that operation is run very smoothly. They pile you in that room. It's probably that room feels more like the size of I don't know if you ever went to. Or, well, you would have been there, I don't know, but for comedy, but, like, the Three Mile. It was basically, like, that size room, and people were just packed in there. And There's a two-drink minimum, which is annoying, because, like, even... That place must just print money, because, like, the all almost every show sells out. Like, that Joe Rogan and Friends show that happens, like, there's an early and late show two days every week. That's, like, 40 bucks. Damn. To get in, and then there's a two-drink minimum on top of that, but... How when, expensive were the drinks? Even like cans of liquid death, like water that you could get if it were like eight bucks. But I, I, I got like two cans of $9 American beer. They were like tall boys. So it's right. fine. I wouldn't have, that's, that's, that's very reasonable. Um, the guitar guy was telling me that at like the New York clubs, like the two, they have a two drink minimum and the drinks are like 15, 16 bucks. But, uh, yeah, I saw the Joe Rogan and Friends. I went to see Kurt Metzger on the Saturday. And that was a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I, I did a lot. I uh, was very sweaty, and I was glad to come home, but it was fun. Did you get a chance to run into Kurt outside? or No. You, that's that's a shame you could have reminded him of the uh, incident he had with RF at Skankfest. Yeah, they. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the the big comedians are like hanging out on the street. I didn't see anybody walking around. I think once the show's done, they just hang out in the green room. There wasn't a lot of meet and greets or anything like that. Right. But yeah, it was. Yeah, it was fun. Sounds like a good time. Just reminds me how uh, pointless uh, it is trying to do comedy in New Brunswick. But, uh, <laughs> well, we're not doing it to be in the big time, John. No, and I I had uh, my set that I was gonna do on the Monday. I was gonna pull a pull a Mullinger and do some fish out of water. I'm a Canadian in a strange land, <laughs> like my version. Of Everyone's that, got guns. Yeah, I was gonna talk about how hot it was. I had a joke about because it literally walking around outside 
was like hotter than when you get into like a hot car on the hottest day in New Brunswick. So I was going to have a joke like, I'm going to go home and tell everybody they don't need to bother cracking the windows for those dogs and babies. That's like a recurring joke on the Matt Berry show that's on Roku that, uh, uh, toast of toast Tinseltown. Of, toast. Oh, I don't know that one. I've uh, seen the first season of Toast of London. It's probably the same character. Yeah, they they did like a new one where he goes to L.A. But like every episode, he asks like just about everyone he runs into, "Is it always this hot here?" But yeah, the uh, the local comedians were complaining more about the heat and the homeless than I was. <laughs> so. But no, it was fun. Spent a lot of money, but. I've got my summer off, so I was taking advantage. I don't know if I'll get another one. I'm going to start trying to look for a real job. I had an interview on Tuesday that I thought went well, but they said they were hiring quick, and I haven't heard back and saw that the same job posting was just refreshed on Indeed today. So, Yeah, it sounds like it might not be that quick. Yeah, that's fine. But, yeah, applied for another one today. I had my year of uh, fucking around. I'm going to try to get a real job now. Well, good luck to you. Yeah, well, this is a monster two-hour episode. Yeah, damn. Well, we went over a lot. I wasn't sure that we were going to be able to fill the time, let alone overfill it. Well, here we are. Our one listener is still <laughs> still hanging in there with us. If it's Nesbitt, you were on the A-team. Um, let's, uh, you got anything? You got punchlines coming up? Yeah, I got punchlines uh, tomorrow, uh, opening for Derek's again. And uh, I'm going to be on Graham and Ann next Friday, the 25th, uh, doing uh, Jason Guptill's thing with uh, our other absent host, uh, Arifatane. Nice. We've got, uh, let's pull it up there, No Jokes Bard coming up on uh, Saturday with uh, Tracy Noble. She canceled. John Nesbitt. She canceled. Caitlin Teen, Matt Kanan, Jeremy Scott, Allie Moore from Ontario, uh dan terrio has also been uh been added so come check that out this saturday the 19th at mcgill's come for seven showtime starts at uh 7 30 oh damn if i didn't uh already have a thing i'd probably come down fill in all the spots yeah well you're not allowed to because of that one time. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair no you were on last month too yeah. So there was people ahead of you for the offers. Um, I have it in my calendar, which I only usually do if I'm on the lineup. So comedy time at the Five and Dime on Wednesday the 23rd. I'm not sure, but I think I'm on that show. I should reach out to Dan. I can't remember if I signed up for that or I'll not. I'll have to verify the uh, the Facebook comments on the, uh, the thing to see if I'm on the lineup. Usually if I'm booked, that's when I put it in the right the phone so i think i'm on that good chance if i just show up i will be on it anyway so we'll probably have another episode this week coming too i imagine yeah rf's uh, gay orgy is uh is is coming to a close so we'll we'll have a even i mean we haven't done a show in a month but we've got a two-hour monster episode right now um Arif Hussein is coming back for we'll have a nice three-way next week. I've got some other stuff that happened since I uh, since I came back to town that I'm saving for that. Nothing big, but yeah, I had a couple of topics. But anyway, um, oh we we've got to do our outro from ChatGPT. All right. Well, folks, that's a wrap for today's episode of Four Story Walk Up. Remember, whether you're making an audience laugh or tracking down digital thieves. 
life's adventures are worth sharing and celebrating. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep laughing, keep living, and keep your social media private. Nice. <laughs>